Remember the last time? We told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And today we're looking at a film from 1990 called Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Starring Dick Miller and Robert Picardo. And featuring the likes of Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, and a bunch of other people, including Christopher Lee. There's a lot of people. And uh, Key Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, John Glover. And uh, Tony Randall. Did I mention Tony Randall? There's I think lot, I have. There's a lot of people in this movie. A lot of voice actors, too. It's, it's a packed film. This is Directed by Joe Dante oh, and yeah. written by Charles S. Haas. Yeah. So, stop me if you've heard this one before. This creature called a mogwai, if you get it wet, it, sp- it spawns uh, a whole bunch of other mogwai, who then, if they eat after midnight, turn into gremlins. But this is the sequel... This and, it's is, a, and they're a new batch of gremlins. It's a new batch of gremlins, and they go crazy and destroy more New York. Things, and there's more of them. Yeah. And so, that's Gremlins 2. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it features returning characters. It's kind, of, it's kind of burying the lead a little bit. Gremlins 2 isn't really just a sequel. It's kind of a... Let's just take the, the, uh, the same premise as the original movie, and then... Go absolutely insane with it. Let's not be a horror film and let's be a cartoon. It's Ooh, a boy. strange, strange, strange movie. But uh, it's also, because uh, we just watched, before this one I believe, we watched The Burbs. This is kind of the opposite of that movie, which that was more of a parody of The Suburbs satire. This is the same only with The City. And boy, has it satirized The City quite a bit. You see, what Jamie doesn't get is I like to try, I don't tell him these things, but I try to pair what we're watching when it's not canon related. He's very good at that. He's <laughs> and, 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 and it's like, just so he knows, and that's why he's, he's bringing it up like we did with the Explorers ones, that mm-hmm. we're pairing stuff that are good counterpoints to each other. Yes, this is a movie that really does satirize city life, and at the same time... Satirizes the making of sequels by doing a movie that is almost beat for beat the same plot as the original film, but Only more insane. anarchic. <laughs> and lot. more of a cartoon... It's a lot crazier than the first movie. It's not as dark. No, not as Even close. though uh, Phoebe Cates' is, uh, Kate, uh, as Kate, her speech, that making fun of the speech from the first movie, where it's implied that she was flashed by a man who looks like Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And the very first uh, time they, they properly introduced the Gremlins, they're literally sitting around arguing about the rules to make Gremlins. Well, what happens if you cross over into the time zone? What happens if you have something stuck in his teeth that he swallows? So what happens is the Gremlins just bursts through the computer and chokes the guy. Like, like I said, it's, it's forget it. Just just accept this it, is what it is. It makes fun of their critics. <laughs> it makes fun of everything. And going even going so far as featuring a cameo for, of lemon what, blah, 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 of lemon Mulpin? of Leonard Malton, literally repeating his review, doing a TV movie. review of the movie Joe Dante's Gremlins with the exact same lines he used uh, in his review of Gremlins, mm-hmm. calling it a piece of trash. And then the Gremlins attack him and kill him. Yes, <laughs> which is another thing. Even though it is a lot crazier than that one, I think a lot more people die in this movie than the first one. Probably, but there's no written death count. <laughs> there's no real death count. You don't see anybody die uh, on screen. It's just crazy. Although there is a lot more 
there's a few gremlin deaths that are kind of uh, very <laughs> very graphic and and yeah one gets thrown through a paper shredder for crying oh boy <laughs> so with yeah. that uh, before we go into our general impressions I just want to do some quick housekeeping on this thing this movie had a budget of 50 million mm-hmm. and because I say this every episode what did you think it made in box office box office uh, with a budget of 50 million the first was it a success or was it, it a? It wasn't a success. I think it only made like ten or twenty million. It made forty one point five million. So it wasn't a humongous bomb, but didn't make money back. But it did make money back on merchandising. Oh, it was a big success on home video and on television for sure. It just wasn't on um, in its original run, because as we said many times on this this thing, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies around that era that came out around the same time people were seeing instead. And a lot of people might have just thought, oh, it's Gremlins 2. It's just going to be more of the same. Although I don't think they would have really expected this. And to be quite honest, for the longest time, I think I would say for most of the 90s, uh, you, you usually hear, it's not a good movie. It's actually pretty bad. Which, which is which is going into general impressions. It's not a bad movie. It's a movie I enjoy very much. Uh, I, I thought it was really weird. I, I didn't again. I didn't see. I didn't see the original growing up. I didn't see this one growing up. The first time I saw this movie was literally back to back with the original. Is because of Randy's. You should see these movies. Okay, I watched them. Why do people hate this movie? Yeah, it's like because I'm that weird bird who we used to rent videos a lot. It's like mm-hmm. it used to be the Friday night, Saturday night type of thing. Go to our local video store, go to a blockbuster, and rent movies. Yeah, this but this movie for the longest time, like I said, I didn't really know a whole lot about Gremlins other than what it generally was. But a lot of people used to really dislike this movie, and I would have to probably chalk up to the fact that it's not what you would expect from a sequel to gremlins even though it is what you would expect from a sequel to gremlins yeah it's the first movie but more extreme but not as scary no it's not really a horror movie there's kind of horrorish elements i mean christopher lee's in the movie for crying out loud we're crying out loud the burbs is probably a more terror inducing uh film than this one and the first like appearance of the gremlin is pretty wah but other than that not really at all it's more just comedic craziness and a lot of cartoony moments considering the movie literally starts with a bugs bunny daffy duck cartoon right at the beginning yeah and the movie is literally a cartoon from the sound effects to the to everything they do like it's very slapsticky it's peak joe dante it, it's <laughs> having seen a lot of joe dante films in my life um yeah. Yeah, this is very much, if you look at a progression of the films he's done, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of the body horror, like a little bit of the graphicness of like things like the howling and like of the original Gremlins and, you know. And the, the goofy. The goofiness, comedies of stylings of explorers and, and the weird, inner space. The weird and, twisty nature where it really just shows up throughout the entire movie in this one. As I said, you you don't if you've never seen this one and just going in expecting like, I don't know, let's say Friday the 13th Part 2, more of the same. Not really in this. You'll get the same beats. That's about all you're going to get. And that's my general impression, especially when I watched it the first time and watch it now, is while it is more of the same, it's actually not more of the same, which makes it a very interesting movie to watch. It's because a lot of people were taking it at face value when it came out and not really paying attention to the satirical aspect of it, of this movie is making fun of sequels and how by the number of sequels it can be. And a lot of people might have been going off the original based on memory because as I said, when I first watched it, it was literally right after the first one and I was watching like, this is not really the same thing. It doesn't really have the same tone. It doesn't really have the same atmosphere. So with that, JD, what is your, uh, let's mix it up this week and go with your highlight of the film. 
that is my highlight of the film is how it's kind of like the original but it's not and the way it's not as as like the original is very unique and interesting the way they switch it up like you know you expect more gremlins but you get more gremlins but the more gremlins you get are like these weird gene spliced gremlins this gremlin that can friggin talk this other one looks like a vegetable <laughs> there's another crazy one that's called Daffy. There's another one that turns into literal electricity. This is not the sort of stuff you'd expect, even though it is what you would expect more of. So my highlight of the film is the visual humor, mm -hmm. um, because they're cartoon characters. They don't they don't really talk, for mm -hmm. the most part. But then you get things like this sign gag that we've been laughing about the entire time we've watched the movie, which is they're in the lab and there's a vial of acid on it. And it says, acid, do not pour in face. <laughs> That's exactly what happens right after that. And course. then they immediately... No, sorry, it says do not throw in face. Yeah. And then immediately after they throw it in another gremlin's face. And it's all little gags like that that keep cropping up. Yeah, this is... Like we said in the review when we reviewed the first one was that the special effects were pretty good but not the best of the era. This one is obviously about half a decade later more or less and you can see a big jump. The practical effects in this movie are really good. Even like stuff like we saw the, the electricity, they used 2D animation on that one inside as well uh, when it's trapped in the phone. And then when it comes back out, it's, it shocks everything to death and their skin melts, just like in the first movie, but it looks a lot better. And you can tell that this movie had a higher budget mm -hmm. because, as I said, it's, it was a $50 million budget. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what I said for Gremlins 1, how much that budget was? It was a lot less than that. It was $11 million for yeah. the first Gremlin. So you can see that Joe Dante had the money to play around with with all this practical effects and all this animation budget and, and the music budget because there's a, a song and dance number in the middle of the film. There's um, meta-breaking things where the film actually breaks down in the middle of watching the film and you go, go to the theater yeah. or you go into the, v or into the TV, depending on which version. Or in the course of the novel, you get the uh, novelization of this movie, the... It breaks down in the middle of the book, and they start harassing the author, locking him in a bathroom. Yeah, I've never read the book. I probably should. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. When, when he just said the scene break, uh, there's two different versions. One in the theater, one on home video. They even went out of their way to make different yeah. versions. And like I said, there's a third one. It's the novelization mm -hmm. of the film. So they put a lot into this movie, and it shows. So like I said, if you're expecting more of the same, you'll get that, but you won't get that <laughs> at the same time. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, but in a good way. So, but with that said, Randy, what would be your low point of the movie? Because you were just said what you love. It would be the fact that it's the first movie, but more. It's like, it, it doesn't add anything new to it. I know it's the satire of the moment, but mm -hmm. that's what it kind of feels is that yeah. oh, they hit too many of the same beats, and some of them are not as sharp as you want it for the satire. Like, the satire comes in a little soft. Mm -hmm. And then, ultimately, a large portion of the movie is, as I described to you, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it kind of messes things up, is that it's the bar scene from the first movie played large on the big screen. So it just becomes, at a certain point in the movie, plot stops, and then we get a series of skits. And yeah. then, after they've said, okay, we've milked all these skits for what we can get... Mm -hmm. Okay, now we can turn the story back on. So it's like you get a large... You actually get a flimsier story than the first movie. I'm not going to go that far because the first movie, there's literally characters who disappear from the movie and are never seen again. And this movie... Then that we assume are dead. In this movie, this doesn't happen. Well, including one of the characters who does this disappear in the first movie is in this one. He's actually a pretty major character in this one. But there's never any explanation. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of got out of that. It's just assume he did. Uh, for a low point, 
I would probably say that, like Randy said, there's kind of uh, parts of the movie where they just kind of stops to do some comedy. And as I said, it doesn't really bother me, but it is something that stops the movie. Yeah, it feels just like a series of animated shorts that don't have any connection to each other. Mm. Um, it adds to the feel of the movie, but if, if you're just there for the, the story, it's going to get on your nerves a little bit, probably. Yeah, because ultimately, at the end of the day, the story is almost beat for beat. Mm-hmm. The first movie. And I know that's partially, is, the, that's kind of the point. Which is its strength and its weakness. Exactly. That's uh, it's kind of the point of the film. But I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more different, even even though you get these crazy genetic abominations of, of gremlins. One it's, literally turns into a gargoyle. Gi- yeah, one turns into a giant spider. So it's like, yeah, it's that's the kind of the low of the film. It's just that it, it's not as cohesive as you would want it to mm, be. Yeah. At the same time, like I said, um, I'd have to say, I don't know if that's controversial or not at this point, but I would say if we're judging them together, Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, I would say this is the better movie of the two. Like I said, there's parts of the the first movie where it just kind of goes away from what it's talking about. There's characters disappear, and then it just sort of ends. And this movie, it actually does build up. And it ends in a pretty big finale, actually. The uh, final moments of the film, there's that dance number Randy talked about and all that. And then there's a giant electrocution scene where all the gremlins are incinerated more or less into nothing. And all the characters that were in the movie are still there and they have conclusions. You find out what happens to them at the end. As a whole movie, I'd say it's probably better than the first movie. So... I'll go the opposite on than you. I actually honestly think that the first movie is a better movie, but I think Gremlins 2 is a more fun movie to watch. More memorable movie. It, it's like, okay. and that, uh, even though I prefer the first one as the better movie, as I said last time we had talked about it, is that I found that going back to it, that it didn't age as well. Like, I could see it for what it is and see everything that I liked about it nostalgically and then that mm-hmm. that it didn't it, maybe it's, it didn't age as well as it could have this movie is very much of its time mm-hmm. and has aged better just because of the little bit higher budget and because it's more fun yeah and as I said it has more of a focus in the first movie did because we already even went through the first movie and it's production issues so to speak how they had to do all this different stuff they had to rewrite this they had to reshoot this uh, they didn't they planned for gizmo to be one of the main attractions of the movie at the time. So his, he doesn't do a whole lot in the first movie. And this movie he actually is in it quite a bit. So this, this movie, they feel like they had an, a goal right out the gate. They knew what they were doing and they did it. As opposed to the first movie. But that's not to say the first movie is bad or anything like that. I mean, I think gave it a four out of five even. So yeah, it's no. a great movie. Honestly, every every Dante film we've watched in the last... Uh, how many years have we been doing this now? Like three years? Four years? Every Dante <laughs> film film <laughs> we've <laughs> watched, I, I've given them mostly great reviews. Like, I've given them fours, I've given them fives. Rare occasion, I've given it three. So this movie, for me, is another four movie. This is mm-hmm. a solid, flawed movie, but it's a solid movie. It's, I, it's a more... It's a fun movie. Yeah. And I think that for kids, it's like... And use the first one introduced into horror, but this one will be more memorable to them, will stand out more, mm-hmm. will spur their imagination more than that first movie. I think time has been kinder to this movie. Yeah, time has been kinder to this as movie. As I said, when I was growing up, people really disliked this movie, and I'm, to this day I'm not really sure why, other than maybe it wasn't what they were hoping for or expecting. But as a whole, I would definitely say it's the better of the two, but I think they're better watched back-to-back, to be quite honest. 
despite all that because the second movie really does emphasize both the best parts of the first movie and it kind of helps you appreciate it more at the same time just by seeing the same beats again you realize how much they actually did put into it so i would give it the same score as the first one which is a four it's i would watch them back to back i think they're better together as than they are separate and i would definitely recommend if you've never watched this one because maybe you were you know chased off from it for some reason or others definitely go watch it because it's good and here's hoping that that hbo max uh television series they're supposed to be doing that cartoon mm-hmm. uh prequel ends up being good it's like here's hoping that it's something solid it would be nice if it's good because i like gremlins and to to respect the legacy and to uh really just kind of answer some of the story beats mm-hmm. hopefully so, if they do a third movie that joe dante is involved in that one at least yeah but uh, that's probably it for this one yep so with that said uh, i'm jd I'm Randy, and this was another exciting edition of the non-canonical adventures of J.D. and Randy, as we had watched Gremlins 2, The New Batch. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. They're mutating. Sir, it's the building on fire. No, no, that's a false alarm. Are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. The monsters are real. I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized.